Back in 1992, John, D- Jonathan Downs of the Centre for Infiltration Resource was spending his time working on a, as a psychiatric nurse and a trader in various vinyl records. While he was selling his albums and singles at a rock collecting fair in English town, Brentwood, he crossed paths with a man, Spike. Spike, clad in black, elegantly wasted and pale as a vampire, was known as Chaos, a, a Chaos magician. magician. John related that what happened when he invited the golf-like Spike to take the seats at a record fair. Spike told him how, together with his friends, he had carried out experiments to raise demonic entities. He had been involved in a series of rituals designed to evoke the ancient snake goddess Talamat on the shores of Lake Loch Ness, something that had also occurred back in 1969, long before Spike was on the scene. He claimed that as a result of magical incarnations, he had seen the head and neck of the Loch Ness monster looming at him out of the misty lake. Not long after speaking with Spike, John had the opportunity to visit Loch Ness and chose to go with Spike, and some had gone some years earlier in search for the monster. John said he and his ex-wife and two friends, Kim and Paul, drove alongside Black Bull's Klein house. He got a district distinct chill, realising he was deep in the black heart of Alex Crowley territory. After checking out the interior of the old house and taking a few photos, the four headed off to find a suitable place to camp for the night, which they did on Loch Ness North Side. After a night out of fine wine and equally fine dining, and much talk in the local pub, Loch Ness Munster variety, John decided to take the plunge, as it were. Dawn were, had norm, barely arrived at the scene when John, quietly and stealthily, called out of his sleeping realm. This is not disturbed others alert them to what he was about to do. He dug into his raptor, pulled out a tape holder, and took it into his briefcase on a brief walk down to the lock's edge. As he crept past the tent in which Paul and Kim, Kim and Paul were sleeping, he heard the distinct sounds of snoring. This is a good sign, for no one was, knew what he was up to. There was an issue involved in using chaos magic to, to evoke a Nessie, John found, admittedly a little controversial. He said all the celebrants in the coronation to Dermat had to be naked. Furthermore, on offering the male essence, they had to be made it, be made in supplication. This was at least, say, at least a highly attentive way of catching sight of Nessie cameras and some equipment that worked on occasion. John Hammer was about to enter what was, for him, at least uncharted territory. To say that his nerves were jerky be understatement. Indeed, he notes that. I had to bo- brought a bottle of wine for, with me to steady my nerves, and although it was only just six in the morning, I took a hearty swig. Fortunately or unfortunately, the sounds of voices from other campers interrupted John's plans. The moment Tarzan Hand had come and gone, or rather it hadn't come for John anyway, the invocation was never was, was made out, not have reached its um, climax. But the affair is notable for one specific reason. John... He's one of the United Kingdom's leading monster hunters. And even he, he was compelled to go after Nessie, according to the teachings of magic. In this case, chaos magic. In the summer of 1998, John, along with zoological director of the Centre for Zoology, Richard Freeman, a former headkeeper at England's Tricos Zoo, 
and various other members of CSF sought to rise the seas from the seas of the coast of Devon, England, a supernatural form of Molo, Molgara, a fa- fa- paranormal long-necked sea serpent when, that had been back, seen back in 1976, one year after he himself photographed Vanessa. CFF had received a request just a week earlier from a local television company making a documentary of sea servants. Of course, John and his crew were pleased to oblige. On the morning in question, Richard took to the shore. He t- stood in his le- legs spread wide, impressive with a long black robe and banishing a fierce-looking sword toward the sea. He chanted an ancient incarnation, a mixture of Gaelic and Old English, and attempt to summon the ancient beast from its lair. There was no... This is no casual last-minute action on part of it, Richard, who as well as being a zoologist, is a full-fledged ritual magician. He had prepared well in advance. Four large candles positioned on the sand, which amazingly stayed alight, despite the rain and powerful wind. A candle not merely there for effect. However, a red-coloured red candle represents fire. green one, the earth, the air, was betrayed in the form of a yellow candle. The sea by blue one. There was time in the settling... Setting and atmosphere was all in alignment. Freeman tossed a bunch of strawberries into the water, especially as a gift. Essentially, as a gift to Mogara, Gara, M O R G A W R, screamed at the top of his lungs, "Come ye out, Mogara! Come ye out, ancient sea dame, dragon! Come ye out, oh great old one!" The entire CF ten team, as well as the TV crew, turned slowly in a priest away from Richard whose face briefly became like that of someone deep in the throes of demonic possession towards the harsh pounding waves fortunately my failed to put in appearance that day just like John experienced at Loch Ness in 1972